Hello, welcome to Warriors, Bards, and Brews. I am Sarah, trying to wrangle my cat. And I'm Chloe. Also trying to wrangle the cat, and he is just not listening. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast. I am very excited. I have spent a week just screeching about this episode, because guess who's back? Back again. Kalisto's back. Tell your friend. So, this isn't even... <laughs> you didn't even acknowledge <laughs> that shitty joke I made. So, okay, Out there. Whatever. So, this isn't particularly a great episode. No. Um, but I love it, and it's quite gay, and um, there's a lot to unpack with Kalisto. Oh my god. I would say. So, we've been talking about Kalisto for the past week. Yeah. In my mod, you've been talking, I've been screeching, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, literally, like, at the pub, just like, ah, Kalista! Yeah. Um, there is a lot here, and I, like, we, we've had a lot of, like, interesting conversations about her as a villain and as a person, and, I mean, when you get down to it, like, is a lot of her evilness coming from a place of she's mad that Xena has done all these bad things and is going for a redemption thing, and she just can't let her do that because she's got this like selfish place of you've ruined my life and you don't get to do that. I feel like that's part of it and I feel like um, she, I mean, she eventually gets redeemed only because Xena takes on her her evils and sort of absolves her of everything and turns into a demon and blah 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 blah. Um, but well, you know, before all this happens, she's just sort of functioning as this shell of a person because Xena's done all these bad things to her and yeah. Xena's like from the start of the show on this redemption arc and Callisto just amps up her hatred with every um, it's almost like with every good thing Xena does Callisto hates her more Mm -hmm. Is that an accurate statement to make? Or not even like, I don't think it's accurate, but it's just like with every like sort of redeeming thing Xena tries to do, Kalisto is not on board with it. I think so, yeah. And I, this episode, she hurts Gabrielle via killing Perdiccas, um, obviously, but it's not about Gabrielle. It's no. About, it's about getting at Xena because she cares about Gabrielle and on and on and on. So Yeah, I, this was this was the conversation we had on Friday at <laughs> at the pub. <laughs> As we tend to we tend to like break down episodes prior to recording it at the pub. And we're um, trying to do a bit of a better job about that so that we can have more of an actual discussion <laughs> rather than just yeah. drunkenly yelling. So yeah. I hope you'll like that. <laughs> if you want more drunk yelling, we can do that too. That's not a problem. <laughs> but, but I especially with Kalisto though, like there is there is there is a lot here. Like is she a sociopath? Is she a psychopath? Is she sociopathic? Like there's a lot to unpack here in terms of the motivations for her actions and for a really like cheesy kind of campy show they've put a lot into this villain and I mean like looking at it from like a shipping kind of trope it's definitely gone from like enemies to allies to weird sort of kind of lovers because at the end spoiler alert she puts her essence in Xena's Child, unborn, child. unborn child, like and then way in the future, and then I'm like, that's pretty queer. Yeah, and then it's reincarnated as her child. Yeah, she's reincarnated as um, Livia. Yes, no. Yes. yes. Um. So it's there is there is like the trope kind of is here as this friends to allies to lovers thing, or enemy sorry enemies to friends to lovers thing. Um. But it's it is there is just a lot 
And I'm just, like, again, like, for a really, like, campy, cheesy show with, you know, bad CGI and bad effects and, like, over-the-top extras, like, this whole dynamic is really, really well done. And, like, I we, we sp- literally spent a week talking about Kalisto as a person, as a villain, Mm-hmm. as a character and it's just there's there's so much to go on we could probably do like a week of just Callisto podcasts like literally I, six days of Callisto podcasts I think so and so I, I've always found it kind of strange because of all this that this episode is uh, is received so poorly just because uh, Callisto is such a great villain and such a complex character that I, I, I feel like I really like this this episode, um, but uh, I, I mean, I understand that probably a lot of that is just because people don't like seeing Gabrielle Fergus, but... Yeah, no, I, I feel like there, there is that contingent who are just like, mm, that's betrayal or something or whatever, yeah. but I'm just like, in, in the grand scheme of things, looking at the, the overall theme of the show, and especially looking at Callisto in terms of the Xena-Gabrielle relationship, she definitely goes to Gabrielle as a way to get at Xena. Nothing she does to Gabrielle is about Gabrielle as no, a person. It's all. always like, I'm gonna hurt your girlfriend she to just, fuck you up. She does not give a shit about Gabrielle. No, doesn't give a shit at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which comes back to this thing of this like, is, the, is this some sort of like evil villain trope kind of thing where she's like, I'm just gonna hurt the person you love the most because this will do more damage to you than me actually kill. She could easily kill Tina. They're equally matched in a lot of fighty, what's the word for that, fighty kind of ways, in terms of um, combative skills. Well, I don't know if she could easily kill her, and there's allusions to Xena being part god and all that, so she had definitely had... Okay, but like later on, her and Velasca with the the ambrosia and the mortality thing. Later on, but like in in these early days, I, I don't know that she could her that easily but um but i mean they're fairly evenly matched like i think the first uh, fight scene we've seen with them like it is there is that that equal like it's uh-huh. it's almost showing that like the the hatred Kalisto has for for xena kind of rivals xena's just natural ability of of being a good fighter uh-huh. and then you know looking at that as a whole broader thing it's like well she became this person because of Xena, so of course her her hatred and, and rage is going to fuel this this fight and this ability in her and like, oh, I could write fucking papers on this? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going back to grad school to do my thesis on Xena. <laughs> um, but it is, it is very interesting because she does kind of come back to this thing of, I could kill you, but I'm not. Like, she could have killed her a few times, I'm sure. But she was just like, it, but in, in, like it, for me, looking at this in a, in a villain, redeem villain kind of way, it's, it's cool because it's cool, but it's not. Because she's like, I'm going to let you live because watching you suffer with with whatever is going to make me happy. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think she keeps, she just likes to keep her alive and torture her more than mm. anything. Because she didn't kill her, Xena didn't kill her, but it killed her family and then yep. she had to suffer. So it's this kind of circular thing. Yeah, no, and that's exactly, and that brings me back to my, my, one of my initial questions to you last week was like, is she just like a run-of-the-mill villain or is she actually like this really disturbed kind of like sociopathic psychopathic kind of person who is like I get off on your suffering kind of thing so I think she definitely does but I'm a little confused because when Xena kind of like 
heals all her hurts by absolving her when she's a demon, when she's an angel, and then turning into a like taking on her her stuff and turning into a demon herself. Then Callisto yeah. becomes this kind of like goes back to what she was before apparently, and it was was this incredibly pure being, yeah. and becomes an angel. So it's kind of um, it's kind of hard to say because sort of the implication of that is that um, at her at, at her core she was like a really good person it's just these events that completely made her to snap so it's hard to it's hard to really yeah. discern entirely what's I mean we know it's because she had this traumatic experience with Xena killing her family but it's yeah. hard to it's hard to sort of really get a grasp of, of who she is at her core because of all these different variables yeah and I mean you could really throw in like the nature nurture kind of argument there like mm-hmm. was Callisto meant to be pure all this time and then she had this thing happen or you know and I think that's kind of the implication but it I mean I know this is Xena we're talking about and it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> like but... this is the show that literally has a thing on top of called Xena Xena logic and Xena physics because like no one can do half of these things and literally when you're reading the Callisto's the Callisto uh, Wikipedia it's like she was a goddess and an archangel and an angel and a demon and then it's she like was in hell, early life hell and Tartarus and then heaven and then it's like it's so it's it's like it's so it's early life first evil second evil Immortality, God, Godhood, and then all this kind of shit. Immortality. Times. I was like, oh my God, yeah, died, there's so much going died on. Died multiple times in her final death. This happened. God, Catholics yeah. wish they had this kind of nonsense going on in their religion. And then she reincarnated herself in Xena's baby. Which I mean, <laughs> is like the ultimate like blonde brunette shipping trope. Like, who doesn't want that in the end for any of those ships? Like, like, if y'all haven't read the Callisto Wikia page, you really should. Oh yes, it's just it's just comedy gold, basically. Oh yeah, no, we can link we can link that in the show notes on it's- on podcast because that <laughs> is fantastic. I read this and I texted Chloe and I was like, I read the Wikipedia. Oh, there is a even the cat is like, oh my god, you need to read this. Yeah, because we did a bit of research before we watched, like you know, before this because, because Callisto we, is a complex character, and we wanted to actually make some decent comments. And it's been uh, we. It's it, we were very drunk when we watched most of the later seasons um, this last time round, so there's a lot we forget, and we're yeah. trying to remind ourselves so we can really get a good sort of overall picture of Callisto. And um, I mean, I think we got that. Yeah, at it, this was, point, it was a, it was a wild ride just reading those articles. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, and like I, I definitely based on our first. Callisto episode, I, I clearly have many thoughts and opinions. And then when I sat down and I read the Wikipedia, I was like, Jesus, oh, there's a lot to deal with here. And, you know, my mother, when I was watching this initially, was like, oh, this is so cheesy and campy. I'm like, yeah, but there's good stuff here. And like, yes, I do appreciate good cheese and good camp. God knows I love a good Liberace number. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there is some incredibly well-written characters within the show and there is some amazing character growth and development in this show. And for something that like kind of relies on that comedy aspect of villainy, they do a lot of really good stuff with the villains, like Callisto. 
but not only with the villains, but with Xena and Gabrielle too. Like I could yell for about three days about. I mean, we've done that. About their character. I'm Do you forget our Christmas vacation last year? Yeah. We sat at like whatever fucking brewery on Main Street and screeched about Xena for three days. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very sorry, breweries on Main Street. <laughs> we definitely were those gays yelling about Xena in your establishment for so a few the, days. So there'll be a lot more of that before we yes. stop recording this podcast. You <laughs> Apologies know. to all Vancouver breweries. You see those gays with the weird hair screeching about Zena. It's probably us. I'm pretty sure we come off as extremely strange because we just sit around in various like establishments that serve alcohol and talk really loudly about Zena. And if you don't have the context, you can just hear us talking about like... Weird, like weird swords, swords and swords, backflips, swords and like people reincarnating themselves and other people's babies and stuff. But also like this. nipples, if it's anything based on the last time we went to happy hour with the boxcar. <laughs> yeah. We just kept talking about nipples <laughs> every fucking time the hostess came over. You were just screeching about nipples, and I was like, Tadia's gonna cut us off. It's fine. I, was, I mean, she's seen us a lot worse. I was fine. I was just... Shout out to the boxcar yeah. in Vancouver. <laughs> Y'all have seen the worst of us. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus agrees. Anyway, so we have uh, rambled on at length about Callisto, and now it's so long that our Blu-ray has been like, I'm going to sleep, bitches. You're just, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, can we have the remote control? And now we are going to literally watch the show and screech more about Callisto uh, once I get this thing. This is, here we go. This is Sarah versus the fucking Blu-ray player again, because this never fucking works. Hey, I got to work. Amazing. All right. So we start off with Callisto is in a prison. Hey. I'm pretty sure Zena put her there, though I can't entirely. I think she did. She's in a jail with murderers, thieves, and perverts. Uh, she would be in the murderer category. She'd be in the murderer category for sure. Although the leather thing kind of indicates a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not really a perv thing, it's more of a fetish thing. Yeah. Now, this one is a very, very special case. She is a special case because she will slit your throat. She's like Hannibal Lecter in this fucking. And she's gonna fuck special them up. cage. She's gonna fuck them up real bad. She's gonna fuck y'all up real good. Also, this episode brought to you by uh, Port Moody. Thank you, Port Moody, for your lovely beer. So, so she's, they, got, yeah. she's got about 9,000 straps around her. So, on her head, her neck, on her arms, on her legs. Yeah. She's the worst of the worst. I mean, Caesar exists in this time frame, so he's probably worse than her. No, Caesar's Okay, listeners, all three of you, do you want to chime in on this? <laughs> fat, pathetic, feast. Okay, I mean, not here for the fat shaming, because that's not cool. But uh, calling the guy a piece of shit, he probably deserved that. They could not have possibly got a more person, perfect person than Hudson, I don't know how you say her last name, Lee? I think it's Hudson Light. Hudson Light. But I'm not sure. She is fantastic. You you read the book I bought, the, the behind the scenes thing. I did. So Sarah bought me the behind the scenes Xena book that was like... From like 1999-ish? Yeah, there. sort of. I think it was released about three years after the show aired. No, no, no. It, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, around season three. Around season three. So not after it ended, but during the show, and um, a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes things. And we talked about how Hudson came in and basically just acted acted insane, and then she got the part. So she walked in and like aggressively invaded the space of everybody who was involved with the casting, and was just very polite, but also very intense, and was just like, "Hello, I'm in your face." And they're like, "This, this is her. We're gonna hire her. Um, She's amazing." Yeah. Um. And I could not imagine anybody else in this. Or like literally of all like anybody who was a 
thing and available during this time. We could not think of a luck be a lady tonight. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> could not imagine anybody better in this role. Can we also acknowledge little screech she does? Yeah, she she has kind of a similar screech to Zeke, yeah. except it's even more unhinged, so I don't... Yeah, that, I, that's I find, a good way to put that. But I find it interesting that she's kind of taken on the same sort of battle cry as, you know... It's very similar, and... Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's showing that influence of Xena on her life. It's basically. I mean, I'm reading too much was, into this. Zena, no, you're not. If Xena was a velociraptor, if Xena was like that hawk, or like a on that Tumblr video, yeah. screeching in someone's door, <laughs> that hawk is police. <laughs> if Zena was some sort of prehistoric character, that would be Callisto's screech. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I do, I love that, like, she just went with it with this just amazing, just off, just off the charts villainy. It's great. <laughs> like, she's just covered in blood and just, like, reveling in it. And in any other kind of situation, I'm like, this is horrifying. I'm like, yeah, go, girl. <laughs> release your, your dude in his little like half harness kind of thing go go and raise hell because I support this the drama just covered in blood and just shaking the weak ones put them out of their misery I'm like what you're oh my god just all of this she, oh my god she is just she truly she does unhinged very well oh she does yeah <laughs> I mean, if this was a Tori Amos song, this would be like the Merry Widow version of Professional Widow. <laughs> the screeching, Sis, baby! Like, that's what that is. Like, it's just... Can I talk about how this opening sequence never gets old? It does not get old. It does not ever get old. No. I just feel excited every time. Like, not in a pervy way, just like... I feel very... <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, uh, no, do you no, want to admit that? No, kind of in a pervy way, but honestly, just, uh, oh my god, here it is. So, like... <laughs> Just the da, 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 da. just like the, the boob armor and the swords and the, oh, the, the, the smug the little smile. I was like, yeah, I'm into it. And even the, the cat's like, oh, it's this time of night. Okay, yeah. So I, was, I keep trying to convince myself that I have shows that I, I, I prefer to this show. No, you fucking don't. Because the show is ridiculous, but um, and the closest is Six Feet Under, but honestly, this one's probably my favorite. Like in terms of everything really i don't know just my like emotional attachment like nostalgia just how much everything about, about it, it. Just how much i can talk about it i mean part of why we started this podcast is a i just recorded us drunk and screeching about it one saturday night um and we had a lot of listens on tumblr and then we just realized oh hey when we go out for drinks on saturday we talk oh, about xena a lot oh Perticus. We just don't have any other shows that we have a podcast about, so that says something. I mean, I wanted to do a Murphy Brown one, but there is one. Hello, Murphy Brown podcast. Um, I'm going to listen to you guys. Gabrielle. <laughs> oh, Gabriel. oh, oh Perticus. We've always been close. And you're my closest friend. That's how we got married. Yeah. <laughs> Zena just looks incredibly crushed, this whole scene. Yeah. She just looks despondent. That Perticus is proposing. Yeah. She just looks and like Gabrielle's very surprised and looking at Zena like, is this okay? And Zena's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Zena's like, whatever. She's just gonna like, like, sink into the earth basically in this scene. <laughs> and she essentially, I mean, 
it supports Gabrielle ultimately, but oh, yeah. um, she's not happy about it at all. No, she's she's like whatever you need to do to be happy, I'm, I'm into it, but I don't like it. And she's not she's not happy when uh, Callisto kills uh, Perdiccas, but no, oh you know, well, no, because she doesn't want Gabrielle to be hurt. No, above all, she never wants Gabrielle to suffer. No, she doesn't want Gabrielle to suffer, and she wants she wants the best of the world for Gabrielle. Yeah, and if. Currently, like, if, if the best thing for Gabrielle is to be married to this dude, like, she's not gonna love it, but she's like, I'll support you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fight. But... I mean, you fight with your little stick, Gabrielle, at this point, like, you're not a... I know that. You don't know who I am. I'm pretty sure he's fighting in wars or something, so I think... He looks like, like, the, the body of the week on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> he just is like the generic guy who got like stabbed by something who like gets brought in and like falls in love with a nurse or something. I mean, he has like generic dude face. I mean he's not the worst, but he just like is nothing in the scheme of the show. What do I call I mean, him? What did I say? Oh, uh, he's a, a plain bagel not even toasted with yeah, plain cream cheese. Exactly. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he is just a plain bagel. Just plain, not even fucking toasted, no sesame seeds. He's just a plain bagel, like light cream cheese. He's definitely not. Just kind of like he's, scraped he's off. Definitely like, not an everything bagel. Calorie? No, he is. No. Oh, and here's Jock. Speaking of fucking plain bagels, here's Joxer. Joxer is a stale bagel that someone has walked on. I know that. I like the challenge. Choosing hardest opponents, huh? Oh, God. It's just, oh, hardest opponents. walks in with her like little flappy skirt. I love her skirt. It's ridiculous. It is. It's like fish scales, but like made into. Thank a you. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it is definitely fish scales. Yeah. yeah. The last time I saw you, you wanted to join my army, now you want to fight me? Oh, that's a good look, Kalisto. I kind of have a thing for Kalisto, apparently. Everyone has a thing for Kalisto. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know. If you, can, if you can stab me, and that's, like, yeah. I also feel like Xena and Kalisto have such a weird sexual tension despite, oh my God. Their, despite all their mutual hatred. There's been a few comments that made me think that, too, though. I can't remember the specifics. So, so buffering the podcast uh, has the sexual attention award for every episode and we don't need to do that for this because they've got the market on that but I feel like the sexual attention award for, for anything with Kalisto definitely goes to Kalisto and Xena because like, like weird it, I'm like are you like is this like sex fighting or is it like fight sexing like what's going on <laughs> Like a random no, of course. I love you. Wait for the right time. Zena's like. Look, she's being so supportive. He's a good man. Yeah, she wants what's best for her woman. So, and she's like, if it's not me right now, that's fine. I've never known anyone I'm so comfortable around besides you. If it's me you worry about, that you set your mind to Oh, this hurts me. Seeing you happy won't make me happy. That's actually really fucking sad. <laughs> Just like, no. Yeah. Because I know how crushed Zena is in this episode, and it hurts me. Oh, yeah, no, she's like, she's just like, I don't want this. It hurts me down to yeah. the core. Like, <laughs> and there's like, dun dun dun, Kalisto is around. Oh, fuck, here we go. Also, I do love that Kalisto has been in prison for how long, and then has suddenly, like, all of her, all of her minions have like matching outfits still. 
Like, yeah, good for them for the coordination. I, don't I mean, think she's been in prison that long. Maybe. I thought it seemed like that was a long time. No, I think maybe like a few months or something. Oh, okay. So I guess her minions are dedicated, but you know, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I, I missed you, Zena. I missed you, Zena. Girl, yeah, I missed you. Too. You never wrote, honey. Look, I missed you too. <laughs> <laughs> also, I appreciate that there's a light and dark thing going on, but it's reversed. <laughs> oh my God, yes, that is an amazing point. I said this to you when we were. Yeah. See, that's flirting. Yeah, that's that's flirting. That's that's flirting. That's <laughs> It's like angry, sexy flirting. I know. I'm not gonna kill you now. Oh no. Like this could be this like, like a porn. I'm gonna kill your soul. Okay, but like a really weird like snuff film porn. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you now. I'm gonna kill your soul. Like, like there you, is. Like you she kill has. Mine. Yeah. See you soon, my sweet. Okay, this is clearly like filled with and the whole fucking weird backflip like Dina does. This is full of queerness and I love it. But this is the thing. <laughs> Love you, blowing the kiss, girl. I'm into that. But this is the thing. Like she is clearly like, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna make you suffer the way you made me suffer, which is fucking crazy. That's like her literal whole goal in life. That's right the whole now. thing. Like I'm gonna make you feel the pain I felt. Like and she, like, do you not realize that Xena has already felt this? Like, Kalisto is so blinded by rage, she can't see that Xena was what she is years ago because the same fucking thing happened. It's like two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Yeah. And you made a really good point with Light and Dark because like, it is that, you know, Xena, you know, tall, dark, brooding, and then Kalisto, you know, slightly shorter, blonde, light. But like, it's flipped, so it's like this blonde chick is the crazy villain. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> Pretty guess is just standing in the middle there, just useless. Like, I mean, what? that's. Uh, didn't he just get stabbed though? Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not really paying attention. He might just be. Uh, he got hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. No, Gabrielle, I'm all concerned. Oh no, he didn't get hurt, he just, he killed somebody and he's all like remorseful now. He's like, oh, I just killed the person, man. I mean, that's noble, I guess. I just really don't care about hurting this anymore. Uh, no. You don't want to come with me. It's not going to change the way I feel. He's literally just like an untoasted bagel. I'm just like, I don't care. He's kind of asking her to give up like everything about herself that she's just kind of started to develop. Yeah. Like, like, go home with me and yeah. like live in the burbs and like, like, <laughs> like let's not do anything. Let's to your own and your own personality and your own essence. Let's fucking uproot this and just have some kids. That's fucking garbage and I hate it. Yeah, this is. Oh, the oh, and Joxer's a witness, which I think is hilarious. So, Joxer's in love with Gabrielle and Xena's in love with Gabrielle, so this is an interesting wedding. I am fully here for polyamory, not with these ones. It is Zena and Gabrielle OTP all the way. Well, I but they're kind of polyamorous. They're kind of okay I mean, yeah, but not with Joxer. No, but near the end, I think they're not really so much polyamorous anymore. It's just them. I think. Like, Zena's like doing like the big butch handshake, like, yes! <laughs> and they like yeah. break your arm. <laughs> She's just still wearing her like warrior outfit while this is happening. Well, I mean, what is she gonna wear? Her casual warrior outfit? Yes. Like, rip off the boob armor for the, yeah. the wedding? Like, this is formal yeah. attire. Joxer, take a walk. Joxer, oh. fuck off, is what oh, she's this saying. This kills me. Oh. Hey. No, I hate this. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm you. so much. Yeah, it's not like I'll never see one ever again. I'll visit you all the time. Zena's like, I'm gonna move in. I'll be knocking on your door so often to be sick. She can never be sick of her. Never be sick of it. Never. See, never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna make out. 
just kind of. Yeah, as much as they could. As much as they could, yeah. Oh, these two have so much chemistry, it's ridiculous. I can think of only two other actresses with this kind of chemistry, and it's a shame they didn't make it to TV. I'm gonna assume you mean Natalie. Yes. Oh no, she just looks so sad, and now she's gonna kiss her. They kiss her on the lips. I mean, that's like, okay, my best friend and I don't kiss on the lips. I mean, I kiss you, but we're married, so I'm allowed to do that. Actually, I've kissed some friends on the lips. Before. Okay, never mind. Uh, next wedding, Katie and I definitely kiss on the lips. <laughs> but this is like, this is like they're gazing at each other so meaningfully. This is not just that. Oh no, look at her. She's standing all alone. She I know. She's so sad. She's got the flowers. Oh, goodbye, Gabrielle. Oh, oh I know. Ooh, I hate it. Like, I, I feel bad for Gabrielle, but I'm glad that um, Kaliso killed Fergus because <laughs> Gabrielle needs to be up. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. But I don't, okay, here's the thing I don't love that she killed him because it, like, upset Gabrielle a lot. I mean, but I also, that, like, it had to happen, so. Yeah. Also, why is she wearing this like sack? Like, why are they both wearing like sacks? I don't know. Is this what is this is this straight culture? Is this what heterosexuals wear on a wedding night? I don't know what they do. Is this a, is this a straight thing? Is this what? The I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I was a soldier. Look at this wiener dog in a fucking pouch. Look at it. No. Sorry, I just have a wiener dog on my Instagram. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been the one. Okay, who's been with more women? Perdiccas or Gabrielle? I mean, probably Perdiccas because Gabrielle's okay, but who's the one. Okay, okay. Who has more skills? <laughs> probably Gabby. Probably Gabby. <laughs> does, does she have many skills? <laughs> Maybe not as many as Zena. <laughs> not as many as Zena, no. <laughs> what is it with this, these outfits? I'm just distracted by the outfits. It's like these virginal shifts. <laughs> it's like virginal off-white shifts. Thank you, whoever sent us the fucking message, like explaining what a shift was to me, because I had well, I no knew, fucking idea. I knew what a shift. Was. Yeah, I don't know what any of these things are. Zena's <laughs> like, bitch. I put this on him before. Give me the details, or you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. This is one of the police those guys. Right? Yeah, it's it's her main dude. It's Theodorus. Theodorus is just very attractive. Yeah, if they want that uh, musical to tour, yeah. Pleasure Dome. Dome. Yeah, if you all want to come to Vancouver, Lucy Lawless. Please. Can we? Can I? I would. I watch that. Oh. Oh, Perdiccas. He just, he just, he, oh. oh, you know what love was before because of You just, you're with Zena. Come on. Kiss, kiss. Get out of here. In the words of my father. Jiga off, eh? Love, love. Oh, here we go. Yep. Stabby, stabby, stabby. And hate the vibe. Oh, I love her. God. Hudson, I'm going to butcher your last name. Hudson Lake, like, if you ever want to, like, Skype in for a podcast, please, please. I will happily just oh, yeah. chat with you about the process of Callisto and like how you approach stuff because I'm fascinated. I studied movies and TV, mostly TV, in school, um, and I am just like I stopped the Supergirl set because I'm just like I'm a nerd for TV things and the process of becoming a character. I want to know like everything about how you became this character. Oh, it's not 
I love the, the stoic Xena versus the completely, like, off-the-charts nuts of Kalisto. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It, again, like, I'm a broken fucking record with Kalisto, but it is two sides of the same coin. Oh, yeah. Oh, she just, like, shish-kebobbed him. Oh, yeah. Okay, but also... And then he did a backflip onto reverse. Okay, can we also just acknowledge... That'll do. (laughs) Can we just acknowledge how much of Kalisto's actions and movements mimic Xena? Oh, absolutely, because there's other episodes where Xena does the same same shit with her horse. Um, Yeah. Primarily, I can think of the one where she, uh, I guess it's the Furies or whatever, like... Basically, make her insane, and she does multiple backflips yep. onto her horse. And but no, it's not even like multiple. It's just like it's all the stuff, the the, the battle cry and yeah. the black flips, and it's just like all of this stuff, the leather and the boob armor. Yeah. It's all like looking at Kalisto as a villain. It's very clear that her whole persona was formed by oh, Zena's yeah. influence in her life. She's fixated. Yeah, She's fixated, which is really gay. Oh, sad Lucy singing. You alright? Do you need a Kleenex? Okay. You good? Should you get paper towel? You alright? I like that they I just have bought Lucy. you a new eyeliner. Are you gonna cry it off? I, have, or? I like that they have Lucy sing for this. It's nice. It's she nice. has a really it's good nice. voice. So she she has a very good voice. Yeah, that's why she sings and does plays and things. <laughs> you won't really mourn the rest of your life. You'll be no. a little upset, but. In the morning, going after her. No, I mean, like, she is going to war, but she just lost, like, the dude she loves. So, like, she's gonna be upset. But it's not like she doesn't love Xena. Maybe she didn't realize at this point that she actually just was in fucking love with Xena. Like, she was just like, this is a scalp house. This is early on, so I think she really intensely <coughs> loves Xena, but I don't think this is... I think at this stage, they're probably not... Did like, she galp out herself? I think she galp out herself at this point. <laughs> I just blew myself. This is early in season two. Yeah. So I feel like she had that connection with Xena straight off, but maybe it was about season the end of season two, early season three, that they were probably really a couple. Yeah. Well, I mean, like she she clearly definitely had feelings for Perticus. Like. Oh yeah. But I but she definitely had feelings for Xena, and may, she may not have realized it was romantic. That's because you never taught me how to use a sword. So my 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 feeling yeah, on both Xena and Gabrielle is that they're definitely bisexual, and I I don't want to not acknowledge that. No. But that also like the main what? like loves of their lives have been because like the women and particularly each other, but also like yeah. with Xena like I'm lots of other women. Yeah, Gabrielle particularly with Xena. <laughs> I mean, we, we we our first introduction to Gabrielle was her like leaving her entire life to essentially like go on tour with Xena and <laughs> telling her that she's her family like the first episode. The first episode, or, or at least that she's not alone. And that, yeah, you know. And as we get to know Xena more in flashbacks, we realize yeah. that a lot of her formative experiences were with women. So not discounting their feelings for the men in their lives because Gabrielle clearly she loved Perticus like she was like I would marry this guy oh, yeah, she's super upset here and she's yeah. like she's like kind of stabbing she's going she's like I need to fucking go kill Kalisto because she killed my husband yeah I am like the amount of like screeching we did about like by rep last night at the party <laughs> like oh, yeah. we need this shit it's important it's very important and I do like we I mean I, honestly we're we're guilty of this if we say oh, this is queer as fuck and gay as fuck. 
But I'm like, you can't deny that both of them did have men in their lives who they clearly love. Oh no, so if we ever say this is so gay when we're watching this show, we just mean they're so gay for each other, but we obviously recognize that they yeah, have other like, yeah. relationships in their life that are with men. Yeah. Um, I just want this to be a disclaimer. Yeah. Just disclaimer, we're I, not like ignoring a bisexual rap. I've edited like, stuff out of this podcast before that has sounded relatively okay, but I didn't want it to be interpreted in a sort of way that like yeah. indicated my erasure because... I know, but I guess just looking at it like Gabriella Perticus, Xena Love Marcus, I feel like at some point she did love Barias, but it may have been like, I love you, but also I need you for like a... I think that was more yeah. of like a weird symbiotic evil relationship. So it yeah, it's a weird like codependent evil kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She definitely cared for Marcus. Marcus was, was the dude. Not as much as she cared about... Gabrielle or Lama or yeah, those ones. But okay, again, with the weird Hannah McGregor, we also have a weird kind of seizure-inducing bad dance scene. Yeah, are we watching. Oh, also, thank you again, Hannah McGregor, for coming on our podcast and talking about sex vampire dancing. That was a thousand kinds of fun. You were a delight. So thank you very much. <laughs> Um, hopefully in 2018 we can have Hannah back to discuss more sexy vampire dancing. Yeah. <laughs> more sexy vampire dancing. We'll make it about sexy vampire dancing. But other things. And also you kind of inspired us to do better with our podcast, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Love is a trick that nature makes us play to reproduce. Love is a trick that nature makes us play to reproduce. Wow. Woo. Can we j- That's a lot. So Callisto has no no time for love and romance. She's just like hellbent on killing. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going in after Callisto. Oh, it's just a lot. Also, this is not bad. This uh, Mar- Mariner Brewing from Coquitlam, BC. Uh, Berliner Weiss. Don't try I picked up some free hops this week, and they gave me a, uh, a Berliner Weiss from a, a neighboring brewery. Thank you, Vancouver beer scene. You are all delightful. <laughs> so Gabrielle is so intent on killing Felisa, but it's never going to happen. No. Gabrielle at this stage is not a at warrior. At this stage, not a warrior. Not into it. No, and Zena's just trying so hard to convince her not to do this. Oh, this is gorgeous. Oh, this is so good. Can you gift this for the, for the podcast blog? I was ready to give up. This is the gayest shit. So good. Please, don't let that light that shines out of her face go out. Oh, this is so amazing. I love it. You cry every fucking episode. This is nothing new. Honestly, I like. It's so rare that you get a show with characters like this. Oh my god, I know. Yeah. But also, I mean, they went from season one to this. This is like what episode five? Yeah. They had twenty episodes, twenty-one episodes of of. Gal pals, friendships, and then now it's just like I'm praying to gods that may or may not hear me, and I may or may not believe in. Please save my friend. Like let her be this pure person that I see in her. That holy shit! She just loves her so much. She loves her so much. Like I, I don't, I don't pray, but like I'm just like you know, whatever universe willing. Like my cat is healthy for the next five years. Knock on wood, like that kind of thing. But Zena is just like I'm gonna stab the earth and kneel down and be like, gods, whoever's listening, save her. 
I mean, like, there's that thing, like, prayer is the plea of the desperate. So I think at this point, Zena is just like, I am desperate to save my girlfriend. That's one of the most, like, raw moments she's probably had in the show. Up to this point. Yeah. And same thing when um, she got, Gabriel got hurt in the first season with the, when she went to tracheotomies. And that was, he said the same thing, like, this is, you see Zena unhinged and just like, you can't leave me, you can't leave me. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, like, you need... If anybody is listening, you need to help her. You need to save yeah, her. Yeah, is there a doctor in the house? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we did that one. Yeah. And yeah, that's another. Yeah. Yeah. She's. There were certain she points. Loses it. Loses it in that episode. Yeah. So. There were certain points where you see Zena having like, like dropping that stoic kind of mask, and it's just like the emotion comes through, and she's just like, I can't do this. I have to have my friend girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Side note, every time a heterosexual woman says her friend is her girlfriend, y'all are the gays, 50 bucks. Yeah, I really hate that. Oh, 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 this is, this is dramatic. What does he look like? I don't know, he just kind of has an asshole mouth. <laughs> Like his mouth just kind of looks like an asshole. I was like, I was going to write some show notes, but I'm just like, I don't know. Asshole mouth. There we go. That's the show notes. (laughs) Oh, I love her. Oh, she's so nuts. I love it. Yeah, so she's basically saying that she's going to make her death a big thing and that she's going to have Xena present for it. Like a spectacle. Yeah. It's great. Why do all of these chairs look like spines? Is this like is villain that, aesthetic? Is like, is, I don't know. I don't know. Or is it actually spines? I have no idea. It might just be a murder device. I don't know. <laughs> it may just be the murder den. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Really is this like the Xenoverse of Chris? Hey, I'm Kalisto. I'll be my murder den. <laughs> This is a tagline for the episode. Hello, I'm Calisto. My murder dead. Yeah. Look at my spines. <laughs> and a weird, like, snail shell kind of throne. I don't know. Don't get too fun. Oh, she has Xena in the chair. So she broke out of prison and made the minions steal the chair they had yeah, her strapped to. It's the same chair. Yeah, she literally made them take it out of the. I mean, this is the definition of extra, as we had a conversation earlier this week. <laughs> oh, so do you later. It's okay. I mean, yeah, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna yeah. be fine. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's good continuity because she is her. Later. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was also that was also my question. So, if you look at Callisto's entire arc, um, her she she became who she is now because of Xena. Mm-hmm. Um. And then looking at her end of character thing, she's become very pure and very kind of you know, like the ultimate, like the ultimate angelic and like literally angelic. So she is kind of she's kind of done like a weird sort of like figure eight thing into like Xena created her and then she kind of became Gabrielle as we first met her. This very pure kind of being. I'm gonna talk over Joxer being a shitbag. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares about Joxer. Um, but like, this is the thing. Like, so Zena kind of made her who she is, and then at the end of it, she ended up the way we first met Gabrielle, 
very pure, very kind of angelic, kind of just, you know, seeing the good in people. Why couldn't that arrow have just taken him out? I wish. I'm not totally a misandrist, but Jockster is just the worst. I just don't care. Um, but yeah, no, I seriously, I have so many... I, I could literally write papers on police note. Like, there's so much here to talk about. Oh, yeah. I love watching Renee with the staff because, like, she very, very obviously, like, took really intense lessons with somebody, and she has, dare I say it, many skills. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love the fight scenes. The fight scenes are so ridiculous. They're so over the top and amazing, and they're just some of my favorite things. I mean, I, you don't really have to watch them closely. No. <laughs> I do love but, watching you work. I love watching you work. Honey, so do I. Yeah, constant flirting is so weird. It's weird, like, sexy flirting in the air. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. Let's watch this fight and, like, see how many times they parallel each other. There's one, there's one. Yeah, there's the one, there's one, yep. yeah. Same dancing moves, same swords, yeah. Let's throw the swords towards the floor and then fling them back up. We're just, yeah. Which again, kind of shows like, all of Kalisto's formative stuff is from Xena. Outfits, sword play, everything. I'm surprised she hasn't dyed her hair black. <laughs> I mean, she has a plan. So, looks like we're in the standstill, yeah. I wonder why. Oh, the chariots! Yes! This show really loves, loves chariots. Okay, can we also acknowledge that I'm gonna backflip out a door? Yeah. <laughs> Get him, Derry. Get him, Derry. Catch him now, quick. Oh. Oh. If y'all haven't seen the fucking Irish Ellie so with the back. Why are there just chariots like there? I'm pretty sure Kalisto staged this. <laughs> I mean... Do we not have the conversation this week? What is the definition of extra? Like it's just not. We should have brought this up, but also the child would have understood this because she's like 25. Yeah, but this is like not even just like a basic chariot. No, it like is just like, like pimped out chariot. It's like, it's like pimp my ride Xena version, <laughs> yeah. which so is like, also dated us as very old because yeah. I'm pretty sure pimp my ride is not on TV anymore. It's not like Warren's and Spikes. It's basically like fucking Fury Road, but like the Xena edition. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like that scene where they're like trying to like get each other with the spikes. The cherries have fins and spikes yeah. and just there's a lot, there's horns, there's like five sets of horns on these things. There's just so much. Like why are Why do they all have rib cages? What is this? Why do they exist? Like where are What is the purpose of this? Is this like this is this for like beach racing? Like somebody please explain where these came from. <laughs> like why would I don't know. Seriously, if, I would love to find someone from the Xena's prop vision to be like, can you please explain to me everything you made? Because I have so many questions. I mean, they were all amazing, great. and I, mean, I love it. This is great, though. Seriously, I think she, this okay, is like here's the Fury Road. It's it. This is Fury Road. Road. The fucking think, spikes in the tires. I, I think Fury Road like is inspired by. No, but this is like an old thing. This is like an old like '50s kind of throwback. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, but yeah, this is the thing. I'm just like, I would love to talk to him from the props department and just be like, I, can we have a conversation? Because so many of the props were just like over the top amazing, and I love it. Oh, it's the quicksand thing? Oh, I don't know. 
This beach is so pretty, I'm distracted. So we had a very long conversation tonight about how if I ever can save enough money, I am probably going to move to New Zealand and open a brewery. Like it sounds good, right? New Zealanders, uh, I know there's like maybe 10 of you because I see you on my SoundCloud. Um, what's the craft beer scene like in New Zealand? Do y'all want a fucking bunch of queer Canadians to move there and yeah. open a brewery? Like, so let we, me know. So we love Vancouver, but also it rains a lot and it's really depressing. And it's fucking cold sometimes. Like for people with depression, the old rain is really hard. Zena just like hauled um, her ass up on this chair. It is like beating the shit out of the Kalisto. This is great. I love it. But also, hello New Zealand listeners. Um, Y'all want some good beer? Let me know. We're uh, we're learning how to brew, and we'll we'll show up and uh, make some cool. We I have I have an idea for a beer called the Power, the Passion, the Pale Ale. Um, so let me know if you want to fucking drink my beer. Oh, this is the quicksand. This is the quicksand. This is the quicksand. I remember where this came in. Yep. And Kalisha's like, yeah, this is we're gonna die together. Is this yeah. a fucking Carmelo theme song? <laughs> this is a Carmelo theme song. Die together as lovers. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, fucking calm down then. So, like, Zena lets Kalisto sink down here. She does. Which, does that mean that tiny little bad, quote unquote, bad part of Zena is still there? Yeah, I mean, I but mean, for someone as evil as Kalisto, like, is that entirely terrible? Because I mean, the thing is, like, like, like bad Zena and good Zena are the same person, just with, you know. Different motivations, I guess? Different motivations and just trying Which is, to... That's a very astute observation. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, that's a whole other episode we could have. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I have had... So my so my understanding of, of Zena is that she's an essentially good person with good motivations, but she kind of had like some bad years. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, you know she's not entirely good even when she is so called good Zena. But but I mean, okay. But is is good Zena letting Kalisto go? A bad Zena move because she's letting someone who was literally fucking evil kind of go away. I mean, she lets a lot of people die, and she kills a lot of people even when she is so-called good Zena, so, yeah. so there's that, but I think she, she's, I mean, she's clearly having a strong reaction based on what's happening here, so she has, I mean, she has guilt over what she did to Kalisto, obviously, yeah. so this is more of a thing for her than it is for her to just, like, randomly stab some villain who's, like, coming in her way. I feel like... Zena now feels feels more yeah. about this than past yeah. Zena would. Yep. I think watching Zena watching Kalisto sink into yeah. that quicksand is just yeah. you know she's she's having a lot of emotions and like I should have done more but I didn't but I I'm sparing the world from this bad person yeah. but also I created this bad person so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions at play here oh yeah she's feeling a lot yeah it's really evident based on her face but but this is the thing too like I just I love I, I seriously I could just screech about Kalisto for hours I love that they have this this weird dynamic and it's amazing because Xena's just like aware of her creation of Kalisto as a, as a person, a villain, and it's just like, I, I'm gonna let you die, but I feel bad about it, but I also take responsibility for you being who you are, and it's all the stuff. 
I love this this ending scene of the sunset and the silhouette. And they like have the, so the, many the, oh scenes my. where they just sort of like caress each other on the beach. Like oh, the there's like the butt grab and that gift set you made. Yeah. It's so good. Just the other day from Tsunami. <laughs> oh, God. I love making Xena gifts and it makes me happy. I you know, oh, it makes me happy too. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's uh, your your Tumblr is letting the weirdness in. It's a Kate Bush reference. Um, yeah. So. And I, I have. This is probably one of our hours. longest episodes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we talked a lot, but that's good. This is a Kalisto does. I'm like it's Kalisto, yes. So, I mean, I would appreciate some feedback, actually, because we tried to be a little more serious <laughs> this episode, and I... I mean, we tried, I'm not sure it actually happened. No, I, I think it, I think it <laughs> did. We had some, you know, serious conversations, so, um, maybe let us know if you like this format. <laughs> did you see the, the no. thing? Uh, it took Zena weeks to get the sand of her leather unmentionables. <laughs> But yes, maybe let us know. Yeah, like seriously, like because we can be stupid and ridiculous, but we also can have some some conversations. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you want like ridiculous like tipsy screeching about Xena or like ridiculous tipsy coherent screeching about Xena. Yeah, um, we're not scary. Like you can email us um, uh, wbbpodcast one at gmail or Tumblr. Uh, Warriors, Bards, and Brews, and Twitter. Twitter is great. Twitter is my favorite thing. I am on there all the time. Um, actually, we have a very we have a very loyal follower. I'm gonna give her a shout out right now. Um, who always tweets us, and she was like, "I love your Autolycus ones, your commentary on Autolycus." Uh, I think it's Carmina. Carmina. Yeah, she is delightful, and thank you for tweeting me about all of the stuff. Um, I'm usually the one who replies to you. Hi. <laughs> so this is Chloe. I'm much less the social social media person for this, though I do most of the editing. You do the, the editing. Podcast. I do the social media. I, I I sort of post the episodes and do all the editing, um, but I let Sarah <laughs> do most of the. <laughs> yeah, I do most of the social medias because like it doesn't take a lot of time, but like, combined, it's probably like an hour each a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, please, like seriously, like hit us up on, on the social medias. We don't have Instagram because I have a work one and a personal one, which is full of train wrecks. Uh, I don't really know what we would, we would put it on our... Instagram, no, it would just be like so. the beer we're drinking as we're doing it and like yeah. a picture of Seamus, which you can just get on our personal Instagram. So um, yeah, if you want to like let us know, if you want to hear more hair that... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah shitty like stupid tipsy commentary or like intelligent stupid tipsy commentary let us know um but yes uh thank you again as always to grace for our logo big mama Lama five. Oh, seamus is saying hi hello seamus <laughs> seamus is walking over hi do you have anything to say there you go yeah, he's very opinionated yeah seamus has many thoughts on kalisto clearly he's gonna come over and share it with us now i think he likes kalisto oh of course he does yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you met the cat, he is very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, yeah, thank you, Grace, uh, for the logo. Uh, please buy her shirts on Redbubble. I have four. And I'm, she also uh, is going to make one of my cat riding a velociraptor eventually, because that is amazing. Because why not? Because why not? The world is going to end eventually in the next like year, probably. So let's just have shirts of my cat riding a velociraptor. <laughs> anyway. Uh, happy holidays to all those who celebrate and to those who don't. Um, have some beer. Let me know what you're drinking. 
Thank you for, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya.